0: Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We hope it's a blessing to you.
1: Good morning and welcome to Valley Point Church. It is a pleasure to see you. My name is Eric. I'm one of the pastors here And I think we're going to have a fantastic day so I want to thank you for being here I also want to welcome all those watching in the chapel gathering I hope you have a great day as well I want to begin by asking you to take out your program please do that inside of the program is a connection card if you would grab that card and simply begin filling out the information there that would be great if you are with us for the very first time, I want to extend a warm welcome to you. If you'd simply fill out as much information as you're comfortable with, that would be helpful. You'll notice on the other side of the car that there's a section for you to put down prayer requests. I would encourage you to write something down if you would like for us to join you in praying for that item. My commitment to you is throughout the week, we will definitely be doing that. If you are newer to Valley Point, I want to encourage you to take this next step. It's to meet the pastor, to meet me and my wife, Tanya. We share a meal with you, and you can see the time and the date for that on your card. If you've never done that before, we would love for you to participate in this meal. And it's our opportunity just to interact and talk about Valley Point and talk about our lives and that's a great first step here at Valley Points. So if you've never done that, please check that box and we'll have a spot ready for you. At the end of our gathering today, you'll be able to take that connection card and any offering you may have to share and place that in the baskets as you exit. Okay, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. You are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the room. These are our churchwide life verses for 2020. I hope you are working at memorizing them. We'll keep coming back to it periodically, because we want this to be a theme throughout our year, that we are lights. And no one is supposed to hide their light. Instead, we should shine for everyone. And we're taking that word everyone and thinking about our one. Who's the one person in your world that could benefit from your kindness and your compassion? Who's the one person that you would love to have them join you here at Valley Point Church? Who's the one We want to keep coming back to this throughout the year and saying, we're the light of the world. No one lights a lamp and hides it. No, let's allow our lights to shine. And today, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from three different individuals who are choosing, I believe, to let their lights shine in significant ways. I want to encourage you in three ways. Can I do that? Is that okay if I give you some encouragement? (laughs) Three ways. Number one, our Christmas initiative. If you pull out your talk notes, you can see that we are now over $114,000, which is great. Can we thank God for that? It's amazing. I just want to thank you for your generosity. It is amazing. And I'm so proud of what God is doing in and through all of us. And know that our gifts will be used in significant ways with our partners. They're going to receive all of that plus a little extra. And I believe our generosity is going to make a lasting and eternal difference. So thank you so much for that. This is MLK weekend. And Dr. King, I believe, gave his life for justice And he also gave his life for the idea of respecting all people. Justice and respect. I want to share with you how I see that being lived here at Valley Point Church. Right now, we have a team of individuals... Who are in the Dominican Republic, and they're there to serve and love, and they may even be watching our gathering right now, so hello to our Dominican Republic team. I want to encourage you to be praying for them, okay? You know what our weather is like right now. Here's the view they have from where they're staying. Check that out. <laughs> Suffering for Jesus, aren't they? They really are going to be involved in some challenging work throughout the week. So pray for their safety and pray that God does some unique things in their hearts as well as they're involved in justice, helping those who are impoverished and certainly respecting all people along the way. The other way I see this being lived out here at Valley Point is what we have experienced and that is many of you brought donations this morning and dropped them off in the vans out front. It's my understanding we are bombarding those vans with all kinds of donated clothing that will go to the Friendship House in Wilmington. And they're going to be able to take that with, in their city and with the people that they love and serve, and it's going to help them in significant ways. So if you participated in that, know that you're involved in justice and respect for people and that is a great thing. I'm sure many of you tomorrow may be involved in different activities as well. So thank you for caring for justice and respecting other people. I believe that's beautiful. So be encouraged with that, okay? The final way I wanna encourage you is we have three people that are going to come in just a moment and they're gonna be sharing with you the life verses that they have chosen for this year. And they're gonna explain why They have chosen them. And so I want to encourage you just to sit back, relax, take all of this in and think about what verse or verses God is planting on your heart for this year. Maybe you're here for the first time and you're not exactly sure what's happening. Let me just share with you that we start every year here at Valley Point with a focus on the word of God and how it's valuable and living and even though it is an ancient document it still has something to say about how we can and how we should be living our lives today and so we just start every year by saying let's dive into this and let's find a verse or two and use that to anchor our souls for whatever may come in 2020 so that's what we do and if you're here for the very first time just take all of this in I would encourage you to think about a verse or two. And if you're still searching and looking, I would encourage you to stop by the Just For You table, pick up that helpful Life Versus sheet. There's all kinds of inspiring words there. And you might find something on that sheet that is memorable and meaningful to you and just jumps into your heart. And that will start you on the journey of having a life verse. Thank you for being here, I think you will be very encouraged with what you hear and with what we experience. Let's watch the
2: screens. My name is Ben and my life verse is Galatians 6-9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up.
3: Hi, my name is Avery. my life verse is Philippians
1: 4.13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Hi, my name is Sherry, and my life verse for 2020 is John 1.5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Will you help me welcome Mike Chambers? Mike, you have chosen some verses to guide you this year that have encouraged and empowered many people over the years. They're, they may be familiar to a lot of people here, but they're, they're great and profound words. So share your verses with us.
2: Sure. So uh, for this year's life first, I chose Proverbs three five six. 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Verse five and six are so
1: powerful. But trust in the Lord with all your heart—not not just a part of it, but with all of it—and then don't lean on your own understanding. What does this mean to you?
2: Yeah. So for me, it's the the your own understanding part, and and really the why that comes out of that. So when you're going down a bad season, it's so easy to say, and if you're not understanding what's going on, it's so easy mm-hmm. to say, why? Why me? Why now? Why is this happening? Um, And it's difficult uh, to really lean in and and go down God's path. So that certainly hits home for me. Mm.
1: I love hearing you talk about this. We've known each other for about eight years now, and we've become friends. Do you remember the first time we met?
2: Yes, it was love at first sight. (laughs) Certainly. uh, Certainly. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, it was uh, across the way. Obviously, we were still going to the middle school at that time. And uh, I remember, so kind of rewind a little bit. Um, so growing up, I went to a church and it wasn't, it was, it was good growing up, but it really was just, it wasn't energizing anymore for me. So, uh, did a Google search and came across Valley Point, um, and, uh, decided to attend a, attend a service and it was at the middle school. And I remember when I first got there, I mean, it was the band. I mean, it was, I was wowed by the band. I mean, to have a band in church, it just, it was something I wasn't familiar with. Um, (laughs) but it was so cool. And then obviously, uh, hearing you speak really inspired me. Um, So kudos to you for that. Um, And uh, I remember hanging out and waiting and thinking to myself, I need to meet this person. I need to meet this person. So uh, I hung out. I waited and told you after the first service that I wanted to get baptized. He stalked me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did. So uh, but yeah, the impact that you made uh, specifically on that day certainly Mm. altered me and put me down a path that's changed my life.
1: I remember meeting Mike for the first time on that day and he has all of the brochures that we printed at the time. I was all in. I was he's all got in. every single one and he's coming up to me saying, "I'm going to be baptized and yeah. I'm here." And I'm like, "This guy's trying too hard." Yeah. It was scaring me a little bit, but 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 yeah. I will say there was also something very refreshing about you and that approach because I saw dynamic faith in your heart and that you were looking and searching and you were really trying to live out I'm here, I wanna trust in the Lord with all my heart and not lean on my own understanding and I'm grateful for that. The next verse, in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think going back to talking about a bad season specifically or any type of season that you may be going through, in our minds, a path is A to Z. Right, mm-hmm. so we want to. If we're going down a path, we want to go from A to Z. And God's path, most times, at least in my experience, isn't A to Z. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be, hey, I'm going to go A to M, back to B, and then eventually end in Z. So it's a windy, winding path. Um, and I, you know, I think for me, the best thing you can do, and that I would recommend share, you know, to others, is the path that God sets isn't always a straight one, mm-hmm. but believe it's the right path Mm. and go down that path and lean in and pray hard and run with God and and things will work out for you.
1: It's interesting because following God often isn't just a straight line Mm -hmm. and it's not always up and to the right. Yep. Sometimes there are some roundabouts Mm -hmm. in there and I think there's so much that we can learn in those particular seasons and that has been your experience. I know these words here, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are more... Than just words on a page, they're contagious to you, yep. really, because you walked through some difficult things in two thousand and nineteen. talk Talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, so first and foremost, you know two thousand and nineteen, for the most part was awesome. It was a ble- We were blessed. My wife and I, my daughter, fantastic year. Uh, but as we got into the fall, um, things really took a took us down a path that we didn't expect. so pro- two things. so one for for me was professionally. Uh, and then another a per- personal situation with my wife and I. But first, I'll start with the professional thing. You know, um, I work closely with, with our senior leadership team, and uh, they wanted to go down a path uh, in 2020 that really was going to impact our customers and, and the future growth of the company. And it was one that I was not a part of, uh, not wanting to be a part of. Oh. Uh, I just I just didn't see it as the right one to go down. Um, but instead of being negative and and moping you know the right thing to do in my mind was stay positive and pray uh and that everything was going to be okay um and then uh personally uh my wife got pregnant in uh, september and uh it was going to be with our second child uh and we soon realized eight weeks later that she went through a miscarriage Mm. and that uh that one was hard um Mm. just because there's nothing you can do i mean I, i I wanted to be, you know, all I can do is be there for my wife, right? But I wish there was something that I could say or do to make it better, and there really wasn't. Mm. And right then is a, I think during that specific moment, it's so easy to, to ask, why me? Why right. now? We do all the right things. You know, my wife and I attend Valley Point. We come to church every Sunday. We're good people. Why is this happening to us? Mm. Um, so we could have easily been derailed there and really questioned. But instead, in both scenarios, um, my wife and I decided to run and, and get closer to God. So what we did was we, we said we were going to read the Bible front to back. So now we're in the midst of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spend 15 minutes a day reading the Bible. Um, and then when I least expected it, uh, something you and I talked a lot about, right. um, was my wife getting baptized and, and me not pushing her to get baptized, actually her wanting to do this on our own and me not you know, leading her down that path and God leading her down that path. Um, so she woke up and said, hey, Mike, I think I want to talk to Eric. What are your thoughts about me getting baptized? And my response was, I think you should talk to Eric. You yeah. know? So I, I don't want to, my, my thoughts are absolutely, let's go do it right now. So, but I, I didn't want to say that, right? So um, I know she had a conversation and she ended up getting baptized. Um, so in both scenarios, again, could have, you know, could have derailed us, but, but, uh, but it did not. So then fast forward to December 13th, we're sitting in an airport, her and I getting ready to go to Boston for my holiday Christmas party. Uh, through work, um, and I get a phone call from from our CEO telling, telling me that the path that they're going down is a path that I really, really was hoping the company would go down. And I, I was so upset. I was so pumped right. up. I hang up, I'm texting people, I'm on the phone, I'm like, and Tal's just like, what's going on, what was the phone call? I'm like, everything's good, everything's good, like I'm trying to kind of, the people that were close to me, I'm trying to tell them the good news that they're kind of walked through this with me. And she goes, well, Mike, I got to talk to you. I'm like, Tal's, one minute, I'm, I'm sending texts. And uh, she goes, I really need to talk to you. So I put the phone down. I'm like, is everything okay? And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like what could this be? And she's like, Mike, I'm pregnant. And mm-hmm. I, I just, it, I have chills saying it. It was it was at the least expected time. Mm. So two things that started that were negative at the same time um, took us down this path that, that really at the time, it, was, it stunk. Um, but we got closer to God and they ended at the same time. And it's, You know, God put us down a path and and really brought us to a positive state. And I'll say this I I think it's real easy to lean on and and Mm. lean in and pray when things are difficult because it's your reaction, God, please help me right now. But I think there's two things. Number one, I think it's good to do that. But secondly, do it when it's good, when there's good things too. So when things are positive and things are great, praise God because, you know, there's a reason why you are where you are. Mm. I'm a big believer in that.
1: Thank you for sharing those very personal things with us. A, a miscarriage is devastating. And my wife Tanya had a miscarriage 18 years ago and that was a very difficult thing and I know because we talked through this what you and Taylor did is the opposite of what I think we often want to do in those situations and that is you know we want to isolate, we want we want to run away from God because we're bothered, we're hurt, we're we're devastated. But you guys didn't do that. And and that wasn't even because of my encouragement. You reached out to me saying, "Here's what here's what's happened and and here's what we're doing." And you ran toward your faith and you leaned into scripture. And Taylor did call me Mm -hmm. about baptism, and that is the best conversation (laughs) I have ever had about baptism in my entire life. There was a real hunger Mm -hmm. for wanting to do that. And we have pictures of the day Taylor was baptized. Just a really special day for you as
2: a married couple. Beautiful.
1: Okay, you're going to Guatemala.
2: I am. In a couple of weeks with our team. (laughs) Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's something that I've been wanting to do now for quite some time and I've had certain folks here uh, that I've grown good relationships with kind of push me in that direction and I'm I'm really looking forward to Uh, not only going there but sharing the experience with them. That's right.
1: Uh, You have friends that you're going to Guatemala with. I'm hoping (laughs) that you all return without any complications or trouble. So we need to be praying for that (laughs) Guatemala trip because these guys are a lot of fun and you're going to get to take some of our Christmas initiative. You're gonna be building a playground there, so on our behalf, we wanna thank you for your commitment to doing that. Mike, God bless you as you seek to integrate Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 into your life, and thank you for setting a great example for all of us. Will you help me thank Mike?
2: Hi, I'm Keith. My life verse is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God.
0: Hi, my name is Emea. First Corinthians
3: 16:14. Do everything in love.
0: <laughs>
3: Hello,
2: my name is Elisa. In my life, verses Joshua 1 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.
1: Will you help me welcome Joni Shoemaker? Joni, you've chosen some words to guide you this year from 2 Corinthians. Share them with us.
3: Absolutely, thank you for having me here today. I chose 2 Corinthians, a long one, so bear with me. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the Mm. source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we may comfort others when they are troubled, we're able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Mm. I really believe these verses go along with my life and faith journey, um, seeking a deeper connection with God through all the trials and tribulations and am reminded that um, he's been with me through it all.
1: Joni, your spiritual journey, I think, is extraordinary. And we've had a lot of time to talk about how God throughout your life has just been with you and guiding you and directing you. You've shared with me there have been some key life moments that have shaped you and really caused you to be a compassionate individual. Share those moments with us.
3: Absolutely. We all have things we've gone through and there are key life moments for everyone and some that stand out more than others, and years later we think, oh, that's why that happened. Uh, For me, dates back to when I was 17 years old and Mm. my dad, this bigger than life man who was a pillar in our community, the rock of our family, was diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four, and he succumbed Mm. to the cancer within five and a half months. It rocked our world. My mom, my four brothers, our lives were altered. Our financial mm-hmm. situation changed. It was the first time that I thought, okay, what is this what, what is this life thing? And, and, and what, am, what am I supposed to gain from this loss? Um, from a young age, it was an old soul when I was trying to figure it out. And um, somebody had handed me this book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People. And I, I didn't like that title, and I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to read it. And I thought, no, we're the McLaughlins. We're strong. We got this. Right. Then a couple of years later, my mother's diagnosed with breast cancer. I thought, okay, God, what's going on here? Mm. And again, relying on my own understanding and wh- what's the purpose here and, and why a second parent in short amount of time. And my mom was this you know, statistic because... Mm. It, didn't run in her family, and we were really trying to figure out. So she went through her treatment, and then had a recurrence, and um, she was given three months to live. And I was teaching and coaching at Garner Valley at the time, and she started looking into some alternative methods, and we went all over the world uh, for treatment. And I gained so much from her in that mm. time frame. So when your second parent dies, you're really, and as the only girl with four brothers, I was, we were close already, and, and I was really trying to keep us together and try to figure out what's my purpose now.
1: Mm. You walk through more instances with your family after the death of your parents where you were called upon to lead, to comfort, to affirm, and you stepped through all of that in some pretty unique ways. You're religious, and Mm -hmm. you described yourself that way at the time. You were going to church, but yet the relationship component, that, that connection to God wasn't real and dynamic to you. Until you walk through an incident that you have described to me that I think is hilarious, that kind of awakened you a little bit. So tell us about that.
3: Yes, for sure. Um, You know, again, I was searching still, and the aftermath of two parents dying, you know, four siblings, everybody had their different issues, and I was trying to comfort and take on that mother role. Then I was invited to this Women of Faith event in Philadelphia and um, never had heard of it, and I brought my cousin along, and um, we were um, up in the nosebleed section of the then Wachovia Center, and um, I look over, and I have to act this out for you because <laughs> I look over, and again, still searching for that connection. I. I I didn't really rely on God. I wanted some understanding, but I see this woman and my upbringing was singing church songs but with my hands folded. You know, you did a lot of things in private. So this woman is really feeling it. And I am mesmerized and I and I say to my cousin, "Let's let's try. Let's try what she's doing." So I literally get the same stance, you know, I'm basketball player, so I get my defensive stance, but her foot's in front, and I I put my hand up, and I'm copying her exactly, and then she closes her eyes, but again, we're in the nosebleed section, so I'm holding on so I don't fall over. (laughs) So I start swaying my arms awkwardly, because I don't know how to do this, and I'm singing, and then I peek at my cousin, and I say, do you feel it? She says, no, do you? I say, no! (laughs) Darn (laughs) religious upbringing. (laughs) So, but I recall that because I knew I wanted some more feeling. I knew I was a, I was a methodical prayer and I was, it was almost robotic and I didn't rely on God. I, Mm. I, I would say my prayers, but I didn't have that deep connection.
1: More challenges Mm -hmm. came your way. And in particular with your immediate family, with your kids that would test this desire to
3: connect with God. For sure. I thought, you know, at that point, when you lose both parents to cancer and you're trying to keep your family together, um, our, my, I'm married to my childhood sweetheart. We're a really good team. I say I married up. I grew up in a row home. He grew up in a twin. So, <laughs> um, so, so, <That's> <laughs> So we're, he's been through it all with me and uh, we have five amazing children. We really feel blessed. And about seven years ago, our journey, you know, we, we were tested uh, with our family. Our daughter incurred a concussion in, in eighth grade um, with sports and had a six month recovery. And fast forward six months, she was at the high school of Guarana Valley at that time. She was, uh, took a fall in a lacrosse game mm. and all these bizarre symptoms started appearing. And uh, I was debating with this expert concussion doctor saying it was more than that. And luckily, with doing some research and um, with the help of our local pediatricians, Una and the DR, right. <laughs> um, we came to the diagnosis of postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, otherwise known as POTS. I say known, um, but really it's not very well known. It's not that it's a rare mm-hmm. syndrome, but it's rarely diagnosed. It's the breakdown of your autonomic nervous system, um, which is um, you know, your autopilot for your body, everything you do without thinking, your breathing, your mm-hmm. circulation, your blood pressure, your digestion, your nerves are faulty, send faulty messages. So it really is a tough syndrome and it affects all parts of your body. Uh, so we had this uh, POTS expert that happened to be right in our backyard in Philadelphia. We're very excited. Four-month wait, and then after that uh, meeting, I recall saying to my husband in the parking lot, "Mm, "There has to be something more." It's amazing how life comes full cycle, and I was reminded of my mom 30 years before saying, "No way, I'm not, uh, I'm not giving in to this." And uh, you know, when they said she had three months to live, and that was before the internet, I would be researching with her in the Mm -hmm. library, and. Started researching, found this amazing program out at Mayo in Minnesota, and the whole premise of the program is based on neuroplasticity, creating new neural pathways to manage your symptoms and direct your pain. A very intense program, month-long. Tom held the fort down with the other four kids, and our neighborhood was fantastic in Mm -hmm. supporting us through all that. And, um, you know, there were kids from all over the world with chronic conditions, some kids with cancer, and... You just saw the pain in every parent's eyes, and um, I remember sitting by myself and saying, "Okay, God, I understood like things in the past, but these are kids, mm. and I, I'm trying to understand your plan here, so still praying, praying hard, our daughter graduated from the program, came home, made it back to school, not not as a student she was and had to walk away from sports, which was really her identity, 10 years Mm -hmm. of it. And, um, with that had to recreate herself, try to find the version, 2.0 version of herself. Um, so at that time, you know, we were trying to take that all in Mm
1: -hmm. and your faith during this season with your daughter.
3: Was probably a lot of you. I, I cried a lot in the shower. Mm. Um, you know, again, the mom—it's the heart of, of the family—and I just was. Um, I wanted to show that strength, and um, I talked to God a lot. I still wasn't relying on Him. I was relying on my own understanding. Mm. God gifted me with this resilience, but I wasn't really relying on Him.
1: Mm. Within a year and a half of your daughter's diagnosis, two of your sons were also diagnosed with POTS. So more reading, more crying, Mm. more questioning, more researching something that has had a profound impact on your family. And in the midst of this,
3: you're trying to comfort everyone. This had to take a toll on you, right? For sure. Uh, You know, you realize humans are... We're only so strong, and we go grow weary with each challenge. No matter your support group or your own inner strength, your inner faith, you you really have to hand things over, and especially you know teens to have three children in a short amount of time whose lives were altered, and you will do anything to take away their pain, mm. and um, you know during their hardest years, their teen years to begin with. So I would go to regular church with my family, and then I started to double dip <laughs> I had heard of Valley Point through um, women whom I admired, Una and Terry Callahan, who I know is here, <laughs> and Courtney mm-hmm. and I would go over and I um, to the middle school and I sat with a cup of coffee in the back and just as Mike said, I thought, Wow, it, it was an mm-hmm. escape it was it was free therapy to me. Um, you know, I wanted to see what this Pastor Eric was all about, this guy who's <laughs> jumping around on stage. And and then the, the worship team, my gosh, mm. the music was incredible. I was inspired. And I was hearing things that I had heard all these years with my religious upbringing, but now I was... Hearing it with my heart, and I guess that's where my journey led me. I was weary enough to open my heart and say, hold on. So if I'm willing to allow God to help me, he will. Mm. You know, I know there are people with more severe problems, but if I open up, mm. then he will be there for me, and this path is laid out.
1: Mm. And your kids are doing well. Tell yes. us about them.
3: Our, kid, our kids are amazing. Our three with pots are in college and um, defying the odds. And mm. they are entering fields where, and extracurriculars where they can use their life experiences to help others. Um, they, they're, we're, we're very grateful for their resilience and um, their journeys. They've taught us, Tom and me, so much. Mm. And for me, I'm still a compassion junkie. Right. <laughs> and um but i i have a realization that i know that um you know helping others through illness and death and people with their identities changing and anyone on a hard medical journey i'll i'll sit and talk with anyone about mm. that and but i i now understand that um this path has been laid out i've been put in, on this path to comfort others because I've been comforted and by the man upstairs and I'm mm. grateful.
1: Mm. Well, and I just want to affirm you as an individual who I know has comforted many people and I'm certainly grateful for that and God is using your life and your story and what you've experienced to impact the lives of others. All praise to God. That's what your verses say. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. It starts there. He comforts us in our troubles, which he's done that for you, so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. God bless you, Joni, as you Mm -hmm. seek to integrate these verses into your lives, as you serve your family, our church, and the communities around us with all of your comfort. Will you help me thank Joni?
2: Thank you. Hi, my name's Jack, and the life verse that I chose for this year is Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in You, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me?
0: Hi, I'm Lindsay, and my life verse is Proverbs 26:20 20 to 21. Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood.
1: Hi, I'm Colin, and my life versus Jeremiah 2911. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, will you help me welcome Sean Curran?
0: <laughs> <Thank> you.
1: <laughs> Sean, welcome, and I'm so glad you're a part of this today. You have a verse from Romans that is functioning as your life verse. It is powerful. Share it with us.
0: It's Romans uh, 831, which is, if God is for us, who can be against us?
1: That's right. Romans chapter 8, it's a very powerful chapter, right. as, as we discussed when we had time together. I would encourage everybody to read through that whole chapter. You, you've landed on, yeah, it's on a verse. It's a
0: mine. You can, you can mine for diamonds throughout the entire you chapter. You sure can. But that one verse you sure uh, can. sticks with me.
1: And, and why have you chosen that verse? Just talk to us about your life and your story. Sure.
0: So that verse is about Victory, you know, yes. um, and, and when you, when it says if God is for us, who can be against us thematically, it's, it's understanding in advance that there is opposition mm. in this world that you face and that can come through people, circumstances. So for me, I had a very life changing event, uh, August 6th of 1989. I was just a few weeks shy of turning 15 years old. I was in Ocean City, Maryland, body surfing, and I took the wrong wave at the wrong time, and um, took it, wiped out like I had done hundreds of times in the past. Mm. Uh, but when I went to get up after rolling around in the surf, uh, nothing, nothing in my body responded, and mm. I had broken my neck and was instantly paralyzed from the shoulders down. Mm. So, um, and I've. That's been the state of my physical being for the past 30 years. Mm.
1: Sean, I know in the process of this, you talk about two questions or or two flags.
0: So when something that traumatic happens to you, and it doesn't matter if it's that specific circumstances or anything that any of you are facing, we all end up at what I call the proverbial crossroads. And you look up at the crossroads and you see two signs pointing in opposite directions. They're very similar in that both signs are just two words, both ending in the word me, but their meanings couldn't be more different because one sign says, why me? Mm. And the other sign says, help me. Mm. What I do is encourage people to reject that why me path and embrace the help me path. And if I could just for a moment, kind of give a, a metaphoric expression to mm. that, you can come to the crossroads and, and you, if you're tempted by the, the why me path, that's looking up into the heavens and shaking your fist and saying, why me? Mm. Versus looking at the help me path and dropping down to your knees and opening your arms wide and saying, help me. Mm. Sean, what would
1: you say to the person who may be listening to this and right now they're on the why me path, Uh, a recent diagnosis or bad news or a loss of some kind, and they're just sitting in that? How can you encourage them?
0: It's a great question. And first of all, I wouldn't beat yourself up if you're on the why me path, because it's very natural. Mm -hmm. So I'm not here to cast aspersions for people that are are there. But I would encourage them to get off of that path, and for the the reason being is that you're not going to get a satisfactory answer. You're not really going to get an answer to the why me question. Mm. So without an answer, you don't have hope. So no answer leads to no hope. And then it's just a downward spiral. You're, you know, as you continue down that path, you're not getting towards uh, a place of victory. You're not allowing God to flow through the Romans 831, you know, of of who can be against me, you know, Mm. not allowing him to be in the vanguard. Mm.
1: Mm. When we talked the other day in, in preparation for this morning, you said something and I I was typing that, I'm like, I gotta gotta type that down because I I wanted to ask about it. You said to see God's hand, sometimes you have to look backwards.
0: Yeah, I would say even often, Mm. maybe even more than sometimes. Mm. So to unpack that a little bit, God does not explain himself in the moment, typically. Mm. I mean, I'm sure there are times that he does, but in the, when you're going through the whirlwind or the, the trial, there's, it'd be easy if God would just audibly say to you, this is why I am putting you through this right, <laughs> right now. But how often does that case, you right. know, is that the case? If we did a show of hands, I doubt anybody would raise their <laughs> hand. Um, so in my life, when I have looked back, I can just give you a few examples. Um, over the past 30 years, whenever I have needed to find the right person for my nursing care, that person has come, come along at the right time. Mm. Whenever I, when I was trying to figure out, okay, to go along this help me path means embracing the things that I have like my mind, versus dwelling on the things that I don't have, Mm. like the ability to move. So when I look back, God led me to the right high school, the right college, the Mm. right graduate school, the right um, workplace. And in all of these places, people have done things for me oftentimes before I even asked mm. for them to be done for me, before I had even the thought. Like, right. I work for J.P. Morgan Chase, and I've been there for the past 21 years. They approached me and said, Sean, we noticed that, you know, you have to wait for someone to come along to open doors for you. We want to put proximity readers throughout the campus so that when your badge gets within one foot of it, it's going to automatically yes. open the door. Like... I didn't know that you know, those type of people thinking those kinds of thoughts were going to be right. in my life or approaching me when I went to, to J.P. Morgan. So when I look back, mm. I see these blessings with the right nursing people coming along at the right time, the right places of education being there mm-hmm. at the right time, and the, the right people doing the right things for me in my job.
1: Mm. You also shared with me that the posture we should approach God with is help me but you also talked about how important that is to extend that to people as well because God certainly can help us but he often uses those right around us you mentioned at work and I know you've had a wonderful support system with family and friends so that help me is also for people
0: absolutely absolutely it's not it's not just a a prayer relationship which is critically important but it's also turning to others and just saying i'm at a loss right now can you come alongside me i i need to i need to talk to you about something and um if sometimes it can be people you barely know Mm. sometimes it can be uh people that you've known all your life family deep friends but I would encourage people not to keep it inside, and um, uh, just anecdotally, I can I can elaborate on that because, as you know, as part of our conversation, I lost my dad last year, Mm -hmm. and uh, that that was uh, a difficult journey, and and um, cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. just like um, the the previous conversation Mm -hmm. that you did, pancreatic cancer, and. So my dad was only 70, it was, it was too early. Um, and I was a, a, a in this time period where it, it was time to go, to go back to work. Uh, and so I'm on paratransit, riding the bus, on the way to work, and it was my first day back to the office after his passing. It's the last thing that I wanted to do Mm. honestly. And so, um, just to quickly preface it, um, I gave the eulogy at my, at my dad's service, and um, when we were meeting with the pastor, she had asked, are there any passages you want read during the funeral? And uh, my dad always loved Romans 8, mm-hmm. and so we read we had that read at the, at the end of the service. So here I am on the way to work, and I'm talking with a bus driver that I had, I had struck up a bit of a friendship with over, over the years. And so I just was telling him about, this is my first day back after losing my dad. And I was reeling, and I, and I honestly wanted, uh, I didn't have any hidden agenda. I just said, I just needed to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, you know, what do you think about the afterlife? You know, do you believe in it? What, what, is your, what are your thoughts on it? And he said, well, Sean, I'm not a really religious guy at all, but I, I do believe there has to be something, something there. Mm. So as we're nearing my, my office and we're having this conversation, it's about a 20-minute ride, and I'm, I'm two minutes out at this point. And just as he's explaining his kind of agnostic position on the afterlife, I look out the window of, of the bus and a car drives right past and the license plate reads Romans 8. Mm. <laughs> and I said to Gary, the bus driver, I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I explained it to him. And he said, Sean, that's unbelievable. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> he said, right. but you've given me a lot to think about. Mm. And, um, and that, that was a really, so that was part of that. Mm-hmm. That was a twofold help me. It I, was God was helping me in that moment. And the conversation with Gary right. was helping me. Mm. He was helping me, you know, unbeknownst to him. And, uh, and then God was helping me with that mm. revelation.
1: Your accident occurred right before you turned 15. You finished your high school education at Sally's. You went to the University of Delaware. Yep, blue ends. That's right. (laughs) Majored in business administration. You finished with an MBA in finance. You already mentioned you've been with J.P. Chase Morgan for the past 21 years. You lead a team. Sean, I think your approach to life is extraordinary. Your faith is strong. You have family and friends that are around you. and So blessed in yeah, that regard. I, I just want to say I think it's an honor to be talking to you and to be able to sit in front of our church, your church as well, and encourage them with some of the things that you've walked through. From a human perspective, this almost doesn't make sense. Right. But that's the beauty right. of Romans 8.31, if God is for us, right? Who, right. Who can stand against? Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I, I think... God would not uh, object if, if we elaborated to you know, who or what. Right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's, so it's it's in a sentence... Like or a, a
0: person didn't break my neck, you know. That's it right. Just, it was a what. So it's your circumstances broadly. That's right. In a
1: sentence or a few words, your hope for tomorrow. Your hope.
0: Um, my hope for tomorrow essentially, is that I can continue down this help me path. Mm. I can hope that my, my life is a reflection of, of God's light shining through me or bouncing off of me in such a way that when other people see it, they say, I can do that too. Mm. Um, and it's not through my own strength. Mm. I'm not taking any credit here. (laughs) I would be completely lost, you know, without... I I probably would be in a nursing home somewhere, Mm. you know, without the support of others around me. So um, my hope is that other people can see that if God is for us, that nothing can stand against us. That's
1: right. And you are the light of the world, and I know God is using you to shine in some extraordinary ways as you live out Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Sean, God bless you as you integrate this verse into your life and live that out for all of us. Will you help me thank Sean? Thank you. <laughs> I want to wrap all of this up by saying next week is going to be something you do not want to miss. We're going to serve communion and we're going to have a time where we write down our verse or verses. And again, if you're still searching, get after that and pick up the helpful life verses sheet and ask God, pray about that. Ask Him to give you a verse like what He's given to Sean and Joni and Mike and others. And I believe next week is going to be something very beautiful and memorable for us as a church. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for today and just for the chance to listen to people talk about life and pain, loss, death, And how instead of running from you, and there's been periods of that probably, but ultimately running to you and and to your word, which has so much to say to us. And so God, I pray that you'd help all of us as we walk out of here to take these words of encouragement from those who have shared and to say, okay, it's now... My job, it's my responsibility to find some words that will guide me through 2020. God, we have some idea of what's going to happen this year. We have thoughts and plans, no doubt. But for all of us, I think there are going to be some things that will happen that we cannot plan for in advance. And this is where words of scripture become so meaningful. So God, help us all to take this task upon us. And may we be a faith community. May we be a church that aspires to live faithfully the words of Scripture. We pray all of this now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.